Ketubotav Sadidal, the last thing we're discussing was a person who's married to four women, and they come to take the, from the Ketubah money, the first one has to swear to the second one that she didn't take anything yet, and second, the third, third, the fourth, and the fourth doesn't have to swear, according to the Rakama. And Benana says just because she's going last doesn't exempt her from a swear. She also has to swear. And with that, we're starting. Last line on the page where the Gemara starts. What's the base of the Mahloket between Tanakama and Benanas? So Amar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Amish is talking about we found out that one of the land, the first three lands, for example, is not his. So let's say land number one was stolen. And now what might happen? Lady number one is going to come back to lady number four, and she wants uh, the, the land number four also. She has a right to it also. We're worried that the person who was stolen from is going to come and take it, and now she's going to fall to number four. Therefore, she wants lady number four to swear that she never got anything from her husband in the past, and therefore she'll let her take it. But... There's a chance she might have to come and take it. Therefore, I want to make sure that you're taking it rightfully. Now, the machloket between Benanas and Rabbanan is if a later creditor, a person owes two people money, one, uh, let's say, Aleph Tishrei, the other one, uh, Lamet Tishrei, and the person from Lamet Tishrei took uh, the land before the person from Aleph Tishrei. Does that count or not? Tanakama savar, gava, whatever the later person did, did nothing. Or benana savar, gava, whatever the later person did, it counts for something. And therefore, when lady number four took that land, she's the same thing as a later creditor. Does it count or not? According to Rabbanan, whatever she, uh, lady number four took didn't count, and therefore lady number one is going to come and take it, so therefore there's no need for a swear. But, but according to Ben Anas, whatever she took, took, therefore she wants her to swear before she takes it. Now that was Shmuel. However, Rabbi Nachman Amar Abba he explains the Mahloket as follows. According to everyone, whatever he grabbed, it didn't count. Right? Everyone agrees it doesn't count. With the later guy, it doesn't count. Vehacha over here, what's the problem? Why we mehayev the fourth woman Eshevah? Because we're worried that she's not going to take care of that land. Meaning she's just taking it as a just in case. She knows that first land was stolen and the person who was stolen from is going to come and take it. And it's not going to end up staying by her. More who makes her swear is Hashinan We're worried that she's going to ruin that land because she's figuring she's going to get another land. So this way, if she swears that this is rightfully goes to her, she's going to take care of that land. If we're not worried she's going to ruin the land, that's why we're not uh, making her swear. Now, that was uh, Shmuel, that was Rabbi Nachman Amar Abba Now, Amar Abaye, Abaye explains that Abaye Kishisha, the Mahlok between Ben Anas and Rabbanan is what Abaye Kishisha said, the older Abaye. The older taught, the Yatomim that we're talking about are even Gedolim, even if they're older. And you don't even have to discuss Ketanim. Meaning, when we say you have to swear from when taking out from Yatomim, it's even if the Yatomim are Gedolim. Meaning, it doesn't make a difference, you have to swear. It doesn't make a difference what the case may be. So now, Tanakamau says that the last one does not have to swear. Let Leda doesn't hold of this Abayakishisha that you automatically have to swear. Or Ben Anas, who says you have to swear. He holds of uh, of Abiyakishisha means you have to swear. It has nothing to do with the other woman. This you have to swear is because you're taking away from Yatomim. Has nothing to do. And Amaravuna Let's say you have two brothers. 
or two partners, the and they have a, a claim, they have a, a case against another person, a third person. And one of the partners, one of the brothers went with that person to Betim. The other uh, partner, the other brother cannot tell the, the, the other person, no, I, I have no, no cashier to you. We, we didn't go to court yet. What you did was my brother with my partner has nothing to do with me. He can't say that. He, he can't say that the psak of the betin has nothing to do with him. You have to say that the other brother went to court or the other partner went to court. He did his shalichut. He was his messenger. And that's why you have to accept the, 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 the deen. So now the Gemara tells us a story. So they asked him the story, what happened. One of the partners went to court. The other one doesn't accept it. He said it's a Mishnah. Look at our Mishnah. The first one swears to the second. The second one swears and however, look at the first one does not have to swear to the third. Why? Because when two swore to one or three swore to two, it's really they're swearing to everyone. They just the the one who got sworn to did the shalichut for everyone. Says, what are you comparing? Hatam over there in Amish now with the with the four women. Once you're swearing, you're swearing. Once you're swearing, she never took. She she's swearing. She never took. And that goes for everyone. In this case over here, when we're talking about the partners or the brothers, the other person says, Listen, I am not willing to accept this psak because if I was there, I would have made better claims, I would have brought better proofs, and that's why I don't want to accept it. And again, the Gemara clarifies. That's all this. He could make that claim that I could have claimed better. That's if he was not in town. But if he was in town when all this was going on, he should have went. And it was said. You have two contracts that are written on the same day. And the person gave one to the one person, one to the other person. Each one's coming with the same uh, with the same thing. Rav Amar Holkin. Rav says you split it. It's up to the Dayanim to decide who they want to give it to. It's either they decide, like Rashi says, who the person really would have wanted to give it to, or the Dayanim decide on their own who is more befitting to get it. It's up to the Dayanim. It doesn't do with what the person would have done. So Lema Rav the Amar It sounds like Rav holds like Rabbi Meir in Masechet Gitin. He holds that the idim signed on the get is what makes the get, what makes the, the, the separation between husband and wife. And same thing over here, since both contracts have witnesses and they're both good contracts, we're not sure, and therefore, they split. Meaning, no one has more power than the other, and therefore, just split it. Ushmuel, who said it's up to the Dayanim, De'amar Kirbi Lazar, De'amar Aide Misira Karteh, Rabbi Lazar holds over there in Gitin, it all depends when the, it all depends on the witnesses who saw the get being given. Same thing over here, it's up to the, it's up to the Dayanim to decide who would he have wanted to give it, to, to give it first to. So now, the problem is, it sounds like Rav and Shmuel are arguing the same Mahlokat as Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar in Masechet Gitin, so why do they have to repeat a Mahlokat Tanaim? The says, Everyone holds like Azar. It all depends on the idim who saw the get being given. Because the halacha was nifsak like that in Masechet Gitin. Vehacha, over here, when it comes to two contracts with the same date, Vehacha miflage. Here's the, 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 the machloket. The Rav Savar, 
Haluka Adife. Rav holds that it could be one got before the other, and therefore we're not sure. So we do the better thing. What's better? It's all better to split it. Meaning, when if you're leaving it up to the Danim to just pick one, someone might get messed up. Could be it really belong to the other one. But when you split it, everyone got something, and uh, the, the person who rightfully was supposed to get at least he got something. It's better to put it in the Dayanim's hands. This way it's a din. And we did al din Torah. And the rabbis decided the correct thing. And whatever the rabbis say, it's like Torah. Fine. So that's why it's better. So now the Gemara asks a question. Could you really say that Rav holds like Rabbi Lazar? That, uh, that it all depends on the Aidim who saw the get being given. Didn't Rav Yehuda say in the name of Rav the Halal Chazak Rabbi Lazar? And Kiamrita came to Shmuel when I sent in front of Shmuel. Amar Av Bishtarot the Chazak Rabbi Lazar even in regular loan documents. Michlal did Rav say Av Bishtarot? No, it sounds like Rav holds. It's only by Gitin, but not by regular documents. And here we're talking about regular documents. Ela Mechavarta, rather you have to say that Rav Kirbi Meir, Shmuel Kirbi Lazar. That Rav holds Kirbi Meir and Shmuel holds Kirbi Lazar. So now the Gemara has a problem with Shmuel. Metive, we have a bright that says Shinishtarot Yitzim beYom Echad Cholkin. The Brayta itself says two contracts, same date. You split. You see that splitting is better than Shudad Dayane. Tiyuftadi Shmuel goes against Shmuel. Now Amalach Shmuel. Shmuel says, "Ha mani, who's that Brayta? Like that's Rabbi Meir. He that's like Rabbi Meir who holds that it all depends on the idim signed. Vana de Amrei Kirbi Lazar. I hold like Rabbi Lazar. So Machloket Anaim. I hold like Rabbi Lazar. So Rabbi be Meir. If you want to say that Brayta is like Rabbi Meir, Emma Sefer. Then look at the end of that Brayta. It says Katav leHad Umasar leAcher." He wrote a document to one person, and then he wrote another document, gave it to the same person on the same field. So let's say I give a gift to this, gift to this, salt to this, salt to that. Zeshemasar lo kana. The one he gave it to first, that's the one who get who gets it. Now, if it goes according to Bimir, Amai kana. Why do does the person who gets it, the, that contract first is the one who's kone? Doesn't he go by when it was signed? And uh, you should say the one that was signed first, that's the one who gets it. Ah, you have to say this Brayta is not Rabbi Meir. So you have to say it, it's like Rabbi Lazar. And the first part says you split. So that's a problem on Shmuel. It's like Rabbi Lazar and it's a split. The Gemara says, no, Tanai. This Machloket, if what's better, Shudad Dayane or Holkin, what's, which one's the better, the more correct, or what's the more appropriate thing to do? It's a Machloket Tanaim, the Tanya. Now, we have a Braita. This is talking about a person who told uh, his messenger, can you go uh, give this person money? So he's on his way with the envelope to go give this person money. By the time he gets there, the person died. Now, he's on his way back. Okay, the guy dies. He's on his way back with the envelope to go give it back to the person who sent him, and that person dies also. So now he's stuck with an envelope, and he doesn't know who to give it to. Does he give it to these Yoshin, that Yoshin? He doesn't know what to do. So, so over there, there's a Yeshomim that says you give it to the to the Yoshim of the person who, who sent you. And some say you split it. In Babel, they said, whatever the, whatever the messenger sees fit to do, he does. So you see, you have a Yachloku, you have a decision, which is like Shudad So you see, it's already a Machloket Anaim, what's better to do. So here you have it. You have a Braita where it's Machloket Anaim. And well, we'll just say, I have a Tana on my side. And that's why I decided to do it that way. And the Gemara brings down a story. The mother of Rami Barhama wrote all her assets to Rami Barhama in the morning. All the time at night, that same day at night, 
right? In the afternoon, katvirtinu lemor okva barhama. She wrote to her son, mor okva. Now, we don't know which one got it first. We just know it was written to this one in the morning and that one in the afternoon. We just don't know who got it first. So, atara me barhama lekamed avsheshat. Rame barhama came to avsheshat, okme benichsa. And he said, okay, it belongs to you. So Morogva went to Rav Nachman, and Rav Nachman said it belongs to Morogva. So now, Rav Sheshat went to Rav Nachman, why did you do that? So Rav Nachman told him, why did you do that? So because his star comes first, his, uh, his mother wrote it to him first. What are we in what are we living in Yerushalayim where they write hours on the contract? We live in a place where they don't write the hour, what time it was written, and therefore they both were zochei, and you have no choice but uh, to be yachloku. So elam more might Then if that's the case, yachloku. Then why would you give it to him? Amar lehem. told them it's because the halacha is shuda I get to choose. And I think she, he, this guy was the favorite son, and that's the one she wanted to give it to. Okay, also me, I got the I'm a Dayan, and I got to choose. So Amalera Nachman told him, number one, Chada Dayana Dayana, I'm a Dayan, meaning I got my smicha to be a Dayan in the Russia yeshiva. I, my halacha is halacha. Umor love Dayana, you are not Dayan, you never got the smicha to be a Dayan. Ve'od number two, Me'ikara love betorat hachiatitla. At, when you came to this halacha, when you were, you sat down to be a posek, you never came as a dayan, you never came as a shudad dayan. You just decided what you thought was right. I, when they came to me, I'm the dayan, and I decided it was shudad dayan, and that's the reason the halacha is like me. And the Gemara says a story. Anu teresh There was two contracts. Uh, each one said this land was sold to this person and to that person. They came in front of Rav Yosef. Same land. Remember, was sold to two people. One was written the fifth of Nisan. Another one said just Nisan without a date. And Rav Yosef left that land in the hand of the one with the contract that said the fifth of Nisan. Another one person said, I should lose my money that I spent on this uh, land. You have a problem. Your hand is always on the lower end. Because the person could always push you all the way into the 29th of Nisan. You just, it just said Nisan. It could be the 1st of Nisan, but there's, there's also a chance it could be the 29th of Nisan, anywhere from the 6th to the 29th, meaning your hand is on the lower end. So Amar there, so this man told Rav Yosef, okay, at least help me out. Give me a tirfa, a permission to repossess land that was sold after Iyar. Amar Leh, so Rav Yosef told him, it won't help either because because those who bought it could say to you, you bought it at the beginning of Nisan and really the other person has the, the, the problem, not you. So now the Gemara asked the obvious question, okay, what are we, uh, what, how are we going to fix this person? How are we going to help this person? So the Gemara explains, This person is going to go to the other person who has the contract that says uh, the 5th of Nisan. He's going to give uh, the other person the deed of the house. The other person is going to get, let him have the land. And he'll have permission, so to speak, to... Uh, to repossess land from the beginning of Nisan and on for him. So when he comes to a buyer of a different land, he's going to come either 
from his power or from the person with the document that says the fifth of Nisan, meaning one way or another, I have one of these two contracts and I get to take this land. And that's the only way he'd be able to get his money back. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.